Hello and welcome and happy to use day. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And I'm David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening. No one cares. And every show's the last one today. Breaking snooze. That's right, live from the snooze room, it's breaking snooze. We're here to talk about sleep, sleep, sleep with sleep doctor Jeff Dater, who specializes in sleep disorder. Today's news topic, the Scandinavian sleep method, which we're getting reports is a real game changer for those trying to improve their sleep hygiene. Also, we'll hear about me, David Cooper, complaining about my girlfriend's sleep habits and how they bother me. Now to traffic with Chopper Bob. Obviously, there is no Chopper Bob. Here's Dr. Jeff Dater. There he is. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, how you doing? Good. I am good. This is my post-Bell Media format, and I'm glad you're here. (laughs) I'm already rolling just because I feel like the good nuggets always happen before the interview, but if you were to say anything pre-interview that would get you canceled, (laughs) like Bill Cosby was innocent, I would cut it from the interview. Right. (laughs) I know that you think Bill Cosby's innocent. Yeah. Do you like Jeff or do you like Dr. Dater? Either way, I'm, I'm good with either. I'm pretty easy, you know, what you want, you want your audience to know, but you can certainly call me Jeff. It's the singular form of audience, not the plural. I always liked working with you on that overnight show, um, mostly because, well, A, you're great, but B, we came up with the best name for a segment, I think, ever in the history of Sleep Doctor segments. <laughs> was it Breaking Snooze live from the snooze room or something like that? Yeah, snooze room, yeah, it was the snooze room, yeah. Um, how have you been? Good, good. Fairly busy doing my thing and uh, trying to take it easy in life. But yeah, sleep is always a big interest of mine. Wine, as you know, is a big interest of mine. And yeah. I was going to say sleep, wine, media appearances. What else does Dr. Dater do? Well, I do lots of stuff. I, I try to write screenplays. I play my fair share of golf from time to time. And, uh, you know, and I did have a large, large practice in addiction medicine, as maybe you remember or know or at one point. And sleep and addiction issues were terrible. But uh, yeah, I'm addicted to existential dread, which keeps me up at night. No, I've been since I lost that job doing overnights. Yeah, I've been sleeping very well. And I got to say the thing well, A, not having a job that gets you on air from midnight to 4 a.m. on the East Coast helped. But I plug my phone in in the living room mm-hmm. and I bought a shitty alarm clock. I can swear on this medium, which is fun. I bought a shitty alarm clock and I put it on my night side table. You know, the one with the with the L, not L-E-D, <laughs> L-C-D. And it goes, dee, dee, dee. <laughs> and it's got a literal snooze button. Yeah. And not having the phone there. I don't know. There's something about even if I were to not go on, it just it's very presence there. 
as a distraction at arm's length that if I'm having trouble sleeping, I can just grab it. You're living retro, my man. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, that, that helps. Not having the phone physically in the bedroom helps so much. Uh, it makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Unless you can filter the light to blue light. But yeah, you're right. And, you know, I, I, despite knowing this inside out, I have my phone right beside me and I shine that bright light in my eyes and I go, I know this is bad for me, but, you know, why do human beings do things that are bad for them? We're human. The ability to do something you know is bad for you and do it anyway, putting the consequences out of your head, I think is uniquely human. From the worst of us to the best of us, from the genocidal maniacs to the altruistic, what is it called? A cognitive dissonance? I think that's... It's a bit of cognitive dissonance. It's the same reason we order espresso. When we know caffeine bothers us at night and we're, we're 10 o'clock after a meal and we go, yeah, I'll have a double espresso, please. And uh, you go like, why did I order that? And why more or less am I going to drink it? And then I'm not going to sleep and I'm going to wonder why I can't sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't even, I mean, I, I agree that that's a good example, but I mean, like, why do otherwise good people who love their spouses cheat? You know, I think the ability to hold things in our head that we know are bad for us and just don't think about the consequences, I think that's like what unites us as humans. Well, 100%. You know that uncontacted tribe off the coast of, I think, India and the Indian Ocean? Yes. Every time a boat comes there, they throw a spear at them? Yes, yes. I think they probably share this quality with us. I think it's like across all cultures, the ability to do stuff that isn't good for us and do it anyway without worrying about the... So this is why, don't be too hard on yourself about having the phone. Yeah, we can forgive our own moral failings uh, ourselves and we can forgive other people. We're quick to jump on everybody else. How could you do this? We're going to put you in jail. We're going to execute you, but we can forgive our own moral failings like, you know, in, in like a flash. Oh, yeah, whatever. Or just not consider them. But that act of pushing it out of our head and doing it anyway, I think... It's what makes us human. It's it's our best quality as people. Global warming. I mean, uh, fossil fuels, pollution, any of it. Well, at the, at the very essence, I think it's a bit of a survival technique. If we beat ourselves up too big or, or you know, threw ourselves in jail for that, we'd be jumping off buildings every time we, we did something like that. Or our ancestors, they throw the spear at the woolly mammoth so they can eat. But if they're stopping and thinking, hey, this is kind of mean to that woolly mammoth. What about this woolly mammoth's kids? You know, this is a mother. Uh, we can't do this. If they weren't to kill the woolly mammoth, they wouldn't eat. So I, I think it, it evolutionarily, it makes sense. Thank God for evolution. And when the aliens do visit us on this planet, they'll, they'll look at us and say, oh, how devolved are we anyhow? <laughs> so for nothing. My friend Tony always says, if we haven't found intelligent life here on Earth, what makes us think it's out there in the cosmos? But Right. So, yeah, I loved having you on the show, but I'm actually loving the story that I want to talk to you about even more because I was recently, for my birthday in June, we went to Copenhagen for a few days. Mm -hmm. And when we got to the hotel... It was, a, it was a king bed or a queen bed, a normal bed. But I know some Scandinavians do the split bed. But it was a normal bed. But they had two twin-size or single-sized comforters. Yes. And I called them my personal pizza comforter. But you know when you go to a shitty fast food place and you order a personal pizza and they give you this six-inch pizza you can't share? I don't know why I called it my personal pizza sheet. But I was like, what is this? I want a queen-size comforter for a queen-size bed. And then we tried it, my girlfriend and I. Uh, Miranda and I fucking loved it <laughs> I loved it so much because she's always contorting and pulling the sheet I don't know I, I just to have your own little encapsulated thing yes, you hit it right on the button that's exactly what, what what's involved you hit it for sure and I got to tuck it in both sides you know like either side of my legs 
and be a little like a cocoon. It's almost like a sleeping bag, but even more freeing because you're not attached to the bottom. I had the same experience you did. I went to Bern, Switzerland, and it was Switzerland, mind you. But but and when we got into this very high end hotel, you know, it was this view was stunning. We're looking over the mountains. I was just like so impressed. And then we get into bed, and it was two comforters, and I thought. They've ripped us off. They they short short sheeted us, so to speak. They didn't have enough queen size comforters, and they thought they'd throw the two twin size ones in our bed. So I'm calling down to customer service. What the hell's going on? You know, you got to change this. And it was no, no, sir. Well, all our beds are like this. I said, oh yeah, that's a load of crap. There's no way your beds are like this. Nobody does this. And you know, and then we slept. And I still didn't put it together. Even after that night, I didn't put it together. But then I put. This was probably six years ago. So then I started putting together, wait a second, people do sleep better when, because we got home and I felt my wife pull the sheets over and I thought, wait, I didn't feel that in, in Switzerland. I didn't know that was happening, you know, so... And they call it, what, the Scandinavian sleep method? And there's this wild article that our, my producer Danny sent me from the New York Post, which I hate because she's a conservative. But I also love that I work with a conservative because I'm like a liberal and everything, I, which I think is part of a wider point. I feel like people have their political camps now and they won't work with people on the other side, but not important. She's going to say, I'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal. I'm like, okay, so I love gay people, but when they're bleeding on the street, I don't want to help them. Uh, we have these arguments. I just say centrist, centrist. Just stick with the word little left or right of center and you're, you're okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pick a lane. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pick a lane. I can't even drive my car down a lane straight. Why should I pick a lane when it comes to that, you know? <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's called the Scandinavian Sleep Method. And there's a wild article that claims... That it can save marriages. Are you? Did you read this? What do you think of that? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, you know, I knew of this. I've heard of it. Um, it. It comes down to this other colloquial term: sleep divorce. Yes. Like, is it people who basically get into another room or decide for whatever reason they're not sleeping with their spouse are divorced, at least from the sleep room. So, there's that. That, but you know, working in the sleep lab, I basically thought that it was much more common than it actually is. I mean, these articles now point to somewhere between one and two percent. But I used to see people in the in the sleep lab who always said they were sleeping apart from their spouse and why was that these people had major concerns inside the bed they either had wicked sleep apnea restless leg syndrome limb movement disorder and they were truly interrupting their person next to them sleep more so than just pulling the blankets and so they said the hell with this i'm going to another room and so it was much higher in the sleep lab but i'm i'm, I'm happy to learn that it's only one to two percent in the regular population but, um, and so sleep divorce isn't as common, but this Scandinavian sleep method does seem to help. And it's no surprise to me that it helps. Yeah, I feel like it's a drastic step to say, hey, I'm leaving the room. Yeah. And this is like a little mini step you can use to isolate yourself from the other person. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I don't, I can't really put to words why I loved it so much. It, it almost, trans <laughs> okay, I have my own area. She can't pull the sheet. I get all the little reasons why having your own individual single size comforter would make it better but actually trying it it was greater than the sum of all the little explanations i agree i can't describe it other than i just loved it and our comforter i think is 11 years old i bought it 11 years ago and it's getting to the point where there's no down in it left it's just like a thin sheet basically so we're about to buy new comforters and we're deciding whether we want to try this and i think we're gonna also, it makes you seem a little eccentric, I and it's something to talk about at parties, you know? It's like, I love tongue scrapers, and that's something I talk about a lot, not important. Another thing is earplugs. I wear them because my girlfriend snores. Mm. Do you know about the... I'm, this is more like a... I know it's not your wheelhouse, you're not an ENT, but is it bad for my ears to wear earplugs every night? I don't know. 
No, you know, there's many different kinds of earplugs. So there's the inexpensive ones are these foam tubes that net these foam little sort of torpedo shaped things. They never stay in your ear. They pop out half the time. Then there's these wax formed ones that actually mold to your ear. They're like game changer when it comes to earplugs because they make a perfect seal. They're not bad for you. Although people who do wear them chronically can get some irritation for some people on their external ear canal, like on their ear canal. But, um, but it's rare. I've had some people even put on uh, iPhone, uh, you know, they just put the little earplugs in and listen to, you know, and put the noise canceling effect on that. And if they can sleep in one position, that sometimes works as well. But there's no issue with wearing earplugs, although now the onus has fallen on you to, as the receiver, to sort of say, I'm not going to listen to the snoring. The real problem is the snoring. Why is someone snoring? They should not snore. Snoring is abnormal. And so the snoring needs to be fixed, not the uh, uh, decrease in sound coming through your ears. I keep telling her she might have apnea or something, but she's like, I've always snored. My mother snored. Her mother snored. What about the wax accumulation from the earplug? This is what I'm most worried about because I use those foam ones that you squeeze, you put them in, and then they expand and sort of to your ear canal. I'm worried about wax, but I guess I saw a video of someone getting their ears cleaned and it looked amazing. They had this like black ball in there and the doctor just picks it out with what looks like a dental tool. Yeah, well, it's easier to syringe ear, like flush earwax out than to pick it out. Picking it out, it hurts a little bit, but taking one of these big syringes that the doctor, we use them all the time in urgent cares, we just flushed out. But the bottom line is wax is always trying to move out of your ears. And that's why we say never use Q-tips or things like that that push the wax back in. But during the day when the earplugs are out, you know, the wax will eventually start to move out. And as long as you clean your ears, you can slowly do that. If your ears block up, you'll know it very quickly because you can't hear. And then you get your ears flushed or picked out if you if you so choose that painful route. Well, I do the earplugs. I do the sleep mask. I do a pillow over my head. I live in Manhattan. It's bright. I don't have blackout curtains. Now I'm thinking of doing the individual sheets. I'm like totally my building could be burning down. And nothing's going to wake me up. You're in a good spot that you can do all that. Some people can't do any of that because the slightest irritation, you give them a dental appliance, let's say for tooth grinding or or even for for snoring, <laughs> or you give them, you know, they can't wear that. They need to be almost like free and untouched, you know? I'm like that with nudity. I can't sleep with clothes on. I just can't do it. I When I have to share a room on a trip with like another dude or another couple or something, it's like I got, and I got to wear underwear because, well, sometimes I don't if it's, if my friends are very bohemian and i know they'd be able to accept it but uh yeah i'm, I'm like that with clothes if i have an article of clothing on me i simply cannot sleep i'm in recovery for xanax and alcohol abuse i've been clean from those two things for four years but i'm just picturing myself with the earplugs the eye mask the pillow over my head the individual sheet and the benzos the xanax and i'm like okay my building could be for sure i could there could be an earthquake and i'd sleep through that you wouldn't sleep yeah exactly you'd sleep but the, the issue is uh you know, in hot weather, of course, you you would find your clothing uh, very different. The idea is to keep your room as cool as possible, and therefore clothes or that cocoon wrapped uh, individual bed uh, duvet is is great. And I've noticed humidity affects me as well. Like it could be eighteen, nineteen degrees, maybe seventeen, which is what I like to sleep at Celsius, seventy, sixty eight Fahrenheit. Yeah. And if it's one hundred percent humidity outside and it's leached into the unit somehow, because I left my windows open, it does. I just, I the sweating keeps me up. And when you think we spend eight hours of every twenty-four, or at least a third of our life sleeping, and we don't 
do everything we can to optimize that environment. That environment has to be absolutely pristine in order for us to to plug ourselves in and recharge our batteries properly. Yeah, it's wild what people spend on clothes or a computer that they stare at for eight hours. The things that they use on the daily, but then they just skimp out on the mattress. Yeah, I know, I know. It's because they wake up in the morning and, and it seems like everything that happened, the bad night is over and so they don't give it the attention it deserves. But if we were truly conscious during those eight hours and, and worried about, I mean, we would do everything we can to optimize the environment. Have you instituted this Scandinavian sleep method at home? Do you have two individual, twin or single? You know what the, the cheating method is to that is to get a king size bed. And then you sleep far enough apart. And then the bed, you know, so, so that used to be the old recommendation. No, we used to say in the sleep, in sleep medicine, nobody should be sleeping in any, no couple should be sleeping on anything less than a king size bed. People say, well, I'm a queen of it. Well, I live in Manhattan. Where do I get the space for that? My room's smaller than a king size bed. Right, right. Well, that's the, that's the battle. So this Scandinavian sleep method is, is sort of the second best. And listen, a lot of people do it throughout the world. I've yet to in, to do it. Although, you know, I wonder whether it would help. I, I, I just think that maybe my wife wouldn't allow me aesthetically to put two duvets on the bed. I don't know what, why we haven't done it. We never had that epiphany when we were in Switzerland to say, this was so much better, albeit I imagine some people do. But I think if we had a eureka moment, we would have come back and probably done it. The fact is my wife sleeps like a rock. She just gets into bed and boom, she's out. So she's not in need of any other reparation around her sleep. And therefore, if if she doesn't need it, there's no urgency that ever happens in our lives. Do you want to do a swap? Miranda's 30. She's a product designer. She's American. So you could, you know, emigrate to the U.S. if you're only Canadian. Uh, I would kill to sleep with someone who sleeps like a rock. Unfortunately, she has other good qualities. She wants linen sheets because apparently they're they're moisture wicking. Have you heard this? Yeah, yeah, I have heard that people get linen. They, they, some people even like silk sheets, and they're not uh, uh, they don't wick away moisture, but but they feel great, you know. So I mean, everyone's going to do what they need to do again to optimize. Some people sleep with just you know they they are nude, but with socks on. They need <laughs> socks on. You know, so- do you want fungus? Because that's how you get fungus. Are you secretly sponsored by Lamisil <laughs> or Tenactin, and you do all your media appearances trying to? push the big antifungal uh, medications exactly. if you if you're not an athlete and you don't want <laughs> athlete's foot do not sleep with socks on that i feel like that's a way to get festering foot fungus it probably is it probably is but sleep is fascinating just from how people sleep at, at night you know back sleepers side sleepers stomach sleepers sheets out at the end sheets tucked in at the end you know do they move do they not i mean it's just fascinating to watch people in that eight hours of their life journey I love untucking the sheets when I go to a hotel or even at home, if I make my bed and and my girlfriend tucks it in or whatever, I untuck it immediately. I can't sleep. And I always complain about it. I make jokes about it. I can't sleep like this. And then one day I'm watching Seinfeld and George, who I know is not like a curmudgeonly annoying Jew, but he's based off of Larry David, who is. George is like, I pulled a hamstring by sleeping in a hotel with the tight tucked in sheets. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. 100%. Also that I came by my humor, honestly. Like I wasn't copying Seinfeld, but yeah, she wants linen and I like cotton. So we're thinking if we do these personal pizza, Scandinavian sheets, we'll do linen and cotton, but they won't match, which will be the problem that maybe your wife has. The matching is an issue, but you know, I've 
watch many people you know introducing color into your your bedwear is is important too it, it gives them a soothing effect you know then there's the whole feng shui aspect of your bedroom you know it's going to go from sheets to is the bed oriented the right way where's the window what's the lighting what's the the lamp you know people really get into this and they're so externalized around you know when your eyes close and you're internalized why is the external environment so important and yet it is it is. We can see the light through closed eyes. I live with a product designer. She's big on design, interior design. I have um, aphantasia. Do you know what that is? Not aphasia, not what Bruce Willis had. But when I close my eyes or when I imagine, I can't picture things. And so as a result, I'm, I don't like have a design eye. But I, I like good design, but I can't do it myself. But I know the the pitfalls of living with someone who's all about the feng shui and the, the layout. And the couch gets moved every, in the living room gets moved every six months. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, all right. So any other recommendations that we can we can get from the Swedes, the, the Danes, the, the Finns, the Scandinavians? I think they've introduced quite a bit. I mean, when it comes to the this, this is a whole revolution in in in, in sleep, you know, to, to suggest the Scandinavian sleep method. But I, I think what it does speak to is simply that we're not meant to sleep with somebody else. That's the reality. We're meant to sleep alone. The minute you introduce anybody else into a bed, and this is why all the mattress companies drop bowling balls on the mattress, just to show you, hey, look, I can drop a bowling ball on this side, and it doesn't affect that side. Well, it does. Even slight movements of your bed partner will disturb your sleep electroencephalographically. Like when we look at sleep studies and we look at the, the wires attached to your brain, we see that there's little hyper arousals when someone moves next to them. I love this because it fuels an argument that I know I'm going to win. But when I'm in bed and my girlfriend's staying up and she's on her phone, she's like, why can't you just sleep? But I, I feel her, her elbows and forearms moving, thumbing her phone. And I'm like, it's an irritant to my system. Or she'll leave the light in the bathroom on, which I can kind of see from the bedroom. She's like, what do you care? I'm going to pee when you're asleep. I'm like, no, it's an irritant to my system. Or she'll want to have a lively conversation before bed. I'm like, I can't do it. Stop talking to me. Stop raising your voice. Stop asking for my opinion. These are all irritants to my system. I know in 15 minutes later, you'll be snoring. You can go to the bathroom. You can have a lively conversation. You can be on your phone and see that blue light and go to bed, but I'm going to be the one who suffers the consequences here. Don't you care about my, like, you know, last night we had this argument. She, she wouldn't turn the lights off in the apartment. She's like, leave them on, leave it on. I have to do something. I'm like, no, I need a calming environment, not irritated by the knowledge that someone else who's next to me is up and wired uh, in order to sleep. And she can just go from, she could run a marathon. Well, that's a bad example. Cause you're tired afterward. She could watch a very intense movie 15 minutes after it's over, she's snoring. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Everyone's so different. I can't do it. And I and I beg her, can't we wind down? And she's like, well, no. And it's a whole thing. That may be her winding down. You know, my wife uses something called ASMR. I don't know if you ever heard of this. I have. It's what all the Gen Zs or Gen Zs, as you say. She loves this. Like, I can't stand it. She loves it. And she, well, the problem is she'll put that into her ears, and that's how she falls asleep. But when I lay on the pillow, I can hear these devilish sounds coming into my ear. And it sounds like someone's, like, I expect the exorcist just to walk right in at any moment and, and vomit to protrude from my wife's mouth. I, I don't know what's going to happen at this point, but... 
but ASMR is truly bizarre. And you're not into the vomit protruding. Not that. Not that doesn't help me sleep at all. But uh, yeah, it's not not a fetish of yours. I understand. Or the head turning. It's <laughs> rarely a fetish. I'm not. I'm not into it either. Um. Right. It's really fair. All right. Well, thanks for going over this with me. Uh, this was this was fun. I I always loved having you on uh, when I had a real job, and I was just glad to have you on this medium as well. Yeah. No. My pleasure. At any time, I am always happy to discuss sleep or anything else that uh, you'd like to talk about. Do you want to plug anything to my one listener uh, of this show? One listener. If they're a wine uh, lover, yes, check out inventory, I-N-V-I-N-T-O-R-Y.com. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty autonomous and I don't need much way of promotion. I hear that. I do. If you could plug me on your website, uh, shitty podcast, David Cooper. <laughs> in my way. All right. Well, thanks for coming on this, whatever the hell this is, and have a good rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Take care.